What up, YouTube? It's your boy Banks. And we back in the building, you feel me? It's True Talks. Because True Talks, all right? Let's get straight right into it. So you already know, obviously, you know, there's been this whole, you know, trade situation with Kevin Durant requesting a trade and as well as Kyrie not wanting to play for Brooklyn. Now, again, like I said in my previous video, I do believe because of the stature and because of the nature of just the the skill set of Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie Irving, I think that the Nets, rightfully so, want to wanna offer, or sorry, want to receive. They want an offer that is hella. They want an offer that is drastic. They want a young all-star that could be could be potentially a superstar or just a young all-star period. And then, you know, some names and some picks and stuff like that, young talent, as well as picks. So they want a whole lot. Like they want to like they want to gut your team. Like the, the actual what's worth from your team. They want to gut that. So that now puts it in perspective where now most likely the Nets are going to be in a stalemate situation where I could probably guess that you know, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will return to the Brooklyn Nets for training cap. And then I guess maybe when they get there, the Nets organization, you know, Joe Tasai, Sean Marks and them would have to obviously go to them and basically apologize for just saying we would deal without Kyrie. And it is this and all that type of stuff. Right. That's probably what's going to have to happen. And them trying to smooth it over will definitely now keep them intact because they still have a team that is championship bound championship ready contenders right you still got ben simmons you added royce o'neal which is a hella sleeper pick a three and d supreme type of guy right you add that you still have joe harris now coming back then you still got seth right you um patty mills obviously smaller but now you're not gonna see patty mills Kyrie, and seth in the same lineup right you're gonna have a joe harris there like you're gonna have another shooter with that same mobility clay thompson capability and seth clay you know uh, uh patty and, and Joe Harris coming off curls and stuff like that. But you have a bigger body. People forget that Joe Harris is 6'6", fam. So when you look at it from that perspective, right, then you have Ben. You still have KD. Like, you have wings. You still got Kessler. Like, you got, you got, it, it's more solidified, right? So when you look at it from that perspective, you got to just understand that, okay, you know what? That team definitely would make it a whole different scenario. Just Ben Simmons himself. Katie's not going to have to bring him the ball all the time and Kyrie, and that's going to cha drastically change the dynamics. You can't just double Katie all the time because Ben Simmons is facilitating and Katie will be able to catch one dribble, two dribble, three dribble, pull in his spots, catch post turn, as opposed to having to get it and then ball handle in a PNR, and now he's getting trapped and stuff like that. So, you know, it changes how the offense is run. So when you look at it from that perspective, I think that... um. The Nets are going to be in a situation where they're going to have to smooth it over with Katie and Kyrie. And it's up to, obviously, Katie and Kyrie how offended and how disrespected they feel. And if that still carries over, if they're able to be like, you know what? Water under the bridge. Let's go for this one year. And basically, Kyrie in a trial year. We'll see how that transpires. Because what happens is if the Nets ask for too, too much and other organizations, which clearly that's what's happening, are like, damn, we got to give that too. We got to give that too. We got to give that too. Nah, fam. Nah. Right? And it's not that Katie's not worth it, but 
at this point in time, are you going to mortgage your whole future? That's what teams are debating, right? And I think that you should, obviously. But then, again, having KD and you mortgage your whole team, now KD's back in an even worse spot than what he was on Brooklyn, where I'm just not in Brooklyn, but I'm on a team that's way worse because we threw away the whole team just to get me. So now where do we move from there, right? Like, you're basically rebuilding your whole team in just a short summer span before the season starts, right? So when you look at it from that perspective, that's what the, when the Nets is asking for way too much. Now, even Katie is like, do I'm because they have to sign off. Katie has to sign off on it, obviously. Right. Because if he doesn't want to go where, there or he doesn't want to go there, then that changes the trade. Right. So when you look at it from that perspective, it's now they're putting the Nets are putting the team in a in an odd situation where you're not going to get that deal from these organizations. What organization is going to budge on like that much? Right. So. Now you get happen where you're in a stalemate, and then that's what happens, and then all of a sudden you're back with the same team, right, that you requested from, and how does that move? Do you not come to games? Do you smooth it over? Like, that's where now they're – that's what I see the, the trajectory going to. Um, so we'll see, obviously, what transpires. But, again, there's – throughout this time being, and that's kind of what's holding up the free agency decisions, Katie and Kyrie's, you know, um, wherever they wherever they're land or if they stay. Um, and if you look at it from that perspective, <laughs> now you could see that, okay, we've seen some packages. We've seen some teams denying. Let's just focus on the Raptors right now, right? A lot of people would like Katie to go to the Raptors. Obviously, we know Katie has talked where he, you know, has a Vince Carter fan. He used to, you know, Raptors used to be one of his favorite teams. We understand that. But then again, you know, you got the state tax and you got all that type of stuff. Not necessarily the culture because, again, Chris Prusard was talking about, oh, you know, uh, um, African-Americans, just black people in general, you know, they don't like Toronto because it doesn't replicate. I'm like, dog, come on now. You're getting into a different conversation. Like, you could actually say that, again, there's what, 25%, 12%, 8%, 10%, you know, depending on the state that you're in, depending on, you know, where you're at, there's always a small margin of black people that exist in that in that state or in that area anyways, in that region. So. When you go to these games, if you look around in the arena, it's majority different is majority white people or different races, anyways. No matter where you go to, only Brooklyn. No matter where you go, and that's gonna be the case. So, like, are we really trying? Like that, that you can't now ho- hold Toronto to say, oh, they're not. When you actually step into Toronto, you'll see how they're actually multicultural, right? But when you look at it, it's just I don't. I'm like, dog. When you make statements like that, it's just you don't know. When you don't know. Just, you know, you have to nice your beak, you have to relax real quick, you get what I'm saying, and not say nothing. So you just have to, you know, and obviously Vince Carter, a lot of these players have came out and said it's cap, it's cap, right, Richard Jefferson. So you already know, I'm not, I don't even need to go in depth with that. But, you know, <laughs> anything that's not American, you know how Americans feel. They're going to say, oh, Canada this, and they're always going to do that. So, you know, take it, you know, with a grain of salt. But for the most part, I just never understood that logic, but that's a sidetrack. We're not going to go into that. But now we're going to focus on the deal and the package that's being given or that was even offered or that what the Nets want when it comes to the Raptors and, you know, Messiahing them. So when you look at it, obviously people were like, yo, the Raptors, if they give up, even we could keep Scotty, if they give up Pascal, OG, and this and that, you know, Mans can get KD and he's coming here and that's Masai should pull that trigger. He did it for Kawhi, pull that trigger. You know, for KD, because it's KD, he's him. And I'm like, God, y'all got to understand. 
Let's y'all keep looking at it. And this is what happens with trades when people want a team, their team, their favorite team or their fan base team to go for a player. They only look at the trade from the team that they want perspective. They never look at it from the other team's perspective as would they really want that player? Put yourself in their shoes. And for the most part, a lot of people don't do that. So when you look at it, I'm like, dog, I've always told y'all for, from time, mans don't want Pascal like that. Mans don't. I don't care if he's all NBA, all star. Mans don't rate him like that to be in the KD conversation as a replacement. What are y'all talking about, fam? What are y'all talking about? And that's why I try to tell people like, dog, and it's not no knock on Pascal. It's just rating mans accordingly. Knowing who is who. We're having a we're having a KD, and not only KD, if you get KD, Kyrie the next year because he opted in for one year, is going to join and sign. So you're getting both. It's a kind of like a package trade. Right? In, 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 the, in the foreseeable future. Technically. And you're trying to tell me that Pascal is worth that flip? In a KD, we're talking about KD conversation. One of the three best scorers in the history of the game. Like, that's what we're doing. Like, this is what I'm trying to, there's levels to this. There's levels to this. Pascal is the, I'm, the, it's not a knock on Pascal. It's just, y'all keep doing this. I try to tell y'all, like, Pascal and OG is not worth what, like, no one's taking that for KD even with picks and being like, we blast. No. What did they say? They say, if we're not doing a trade. It just came out yesterday. We're not doing a trade. With the Raptors, if they're not putting Scotty in there, and I and again, Scotty was the rookie of the year. Pascal wasn't, OG wasn't. So when you look at it just from that perspective and comparable to other rookie of the years, when you see a man who gets rookie of the year, normally his trajectory is going to be great. Forget injury. If there, imagine there was no injury, that rookie of the year prospect is going to be a generational talent. Remember, I was late on Scotty because, again, it's not that I didn't think Scotty could be a Draymond 2.0. I already thought that. And a Draymond 2.0 is a generational talent. Draymond in itself is a one in a blue moon elite role player. Now, when you add 2.0 to that, that means I imagine Draymond had a bag and, and was a 2010 capable player. You become a generational talent. You're not, you know what I mean? You're, that's what you become. So. When you look at it from that perspective, that's what I meant by Draymond 2.0. But would I be able to see that when he's hindered with Pascal and other guys clashing his play style? He's going to look more like just a regular Draymond, just with a little more aggression. He's not going to be able to fulfill that potential with this play style, play styles around him hindering him. That was my knock in terms of that. So that it wasn't like looking down 10 years down the line. It wasn't like that. It was a, it was a now type of conversation. So when you now look at it and you see how how Scotty, especially when Pascal wasn't there, how he looked at the beginning of the season, that is only the, and that's the rookie version of him. Imagine what he would be when he now improves the shot, improves the shot, improves the shot, gets more, the game slows down for him. Like, you know, when you, when it locks in around year three, four, five, and then you now imagine your prime, like, come on now. I understand why Masai, you know, Masai, Masai didn't even want to let, let go of OG and Pascal for Kawhi, Russ, and PG, Paul George. So. I can understand why he's not going to let go of Scotty because it's like, okay, if I get KD and it's a three-year window, four-year window, I get KD and then he cuts where I could have Scotty and lock him in for the long haul. 
I'm going to choose the long haul because we already won a ring. We already done the impossible. And that's the that's the difference where that's kind of what's going to dictate Masai's decision. I could see because you're already coming from a more privileged position. You're not desperate for a ring. If you get what I'm saying, you rather get supreme talent for you rather focus on a longer tenure than a short-term period because you already did the short-term period when you flipped DeRozan for Kawhi. You could have re-signed DeRozan for, and had a long-term, oh, we're going to be, you know what I mean? But he made a decision where, yo, we need a, let's get a ring, fam. We're like, come on now, and you get a ring from an organization that no one ever thought would get a ring in, like, in the foreseeable future. I didn't. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So when you look at it from that perspective, now the ring is not necessarily a, a end all be all when you've already got that from an anomaly type of franchise that no one ever thought would get it. You already made it to the promise line. You already overachieved. So now you can now sit back and have more clarity and make a decision and say, you know what? I don't need to necessarily ring chase for a three year, four year period, short term period, and he's out. That's kind of, I could see the thinking. That's where Masai and them are thinking. So that's why they're like, yo, we're not letting go of Scotty. Come on now. That's a, imagine he stays with us for 20 years, 15 years, whatever. Like, come on now. Like, we could have a 15-year elite, top three, top four, five-seed team for that long time. That's where entering a Spurs conversation. Right? You get what I'm saying? So, like, that's where they're kind of thinking from when, you, when you're asking for too much for KD. And now they're willing to give Pascal. They're willing to give OG. That's from the Raptors side. But the net side, they don't rate those guys like that. Maybe OG they do. But OG alone with picks? No. OG's not in the Devin Booker. You know what I mean? Donovan Mitchell, whoever all these other teams, young talent guy conversation that they would want. OG's not in that conversation. OG hasn't even reached the CJ McCollum conversation, the Clay Thompson conversation, right? He's like, he's trying to break out. So you don't even know yet. So you don't, you don't, you know what I mean? You don't, they want guaranteed all star, young all star every time, like a Jalen Brown, a Jason Tatum, a a Devin Booker, right? Donovan Mitchell. Like, they want one of them. Where they're just a tier below. One of them. But when those t- top-tier guys start fading out, they will be them. That's what they're waiting for. Basically, all-star now, but could be a superstar. That's what they want. And that's what they think Scotty will be. So that's what they're saying. The Nets don't want nothing. If I don't want to look at any trade package if Scotty isn't involved, fam. Don't, don't call me. Don't call my phone if there's no Scotty. If nurse, I don't care if it's Pascal, Mascal, Pash, Mashed Potato. Don't call my phone, yo. You know what I'm saying? That's what they're. That's how they're talking. So when you look at it from that perspective, like I ain't mad from the Nets position. Y'all need to humble yourself and stop like with this Pascal. Oh, he was an All NBA. It's worth it. I don't want to hear that, yo. It's only Raptors fans that that you y'all put Pascal to this level. Oh, it's too much, yo. Scale him properly. Y'all over, like, y'all act like this man is a superstar. Stop. Stop. No man outside Toronto rates him to that level. Does that not mean he's not a good player? Does not mean that he's not above average? No, it does not mean that. He is above average. He's an all-star caliber player, depending on the situation. He's not a guaranteed all-star, but he's an all-star caliber player. He can be. Obviously, we've seen it. 
Is he your number one option type? No, he's not. A real number. No, he's not. Like I said, he's a poor man's Giannis. The difference between Giannis and Pascal is one. Giannis is bigger, stronger, more athletic, and he's a brolic version of Pascal. And then now you had the mentality. He's not afraid. He'll keep attacking, but he's not going to shy away. So that's why Pascal's a poor man's version. He doesn't have guaranteed layups. He's still be missing his guaranteed layups. Giannis, at least, you pre- prevent him from the rim. But when he's there, it's guaranteed, which is why he could drop 50 in the finals game. Pascal will never sniff that, ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's levels to this. So he's a poor man's Giannis, so no. He's like a, 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 a lower-tier version of Giannis, a role-playing could be all-star version of Giannis, where Giannis is a superstar version of his play style, that play style. Like, that's why you see people will take Zion before that because the aggression, the, like, that's the strengths that they have, they're almost near unstoppable in the strengths that they have, where Pascal, even in his strengths, even in his spin layup and his, his floaters and close buckets, proximity buckets in the paint, you could stop him in those. And then what does he have after that when that's stopped? There's no bag. You know what I'm saying? And that's why he's a poor man's version. That's why the league is like, if I play good defense, I can shut him. Like, there's no, we don't, we don't, like, he's not rateable like that in terms of, like, them once. It's not a knock on Pascal, but you can clearly see that in this trade because Pascal has more stature than Scotty. That's like the, that's like the Suns saying, yo, we don't, the Nets go, or not the Suns, the Nets going, yo, if the Suns are going to do a trade, we're not going to do no trade if we don't have Michael Bridges. That's basically what they're saying. Like, that's what you're, and when you have a Devin Booker on your team already, because Pascal technically would be equivalent to the Devin Booker. Pass, like, the mans don't even say, we're not doing a trade if you don't put Pascal in there. That mans aren't saying that. So that should, like, y'all need to stop the nonsense and relax. Simmer down, fam. Enough is enough. Enough is a stop. Like, stop mentioning him in this conversation, fam. Stop. It needs to stop, yo. I'm Like, I'm tired of it, yo. Enough is enough. Y'all get, y'all get carried away, yo. Raptors fans, fam. Y'all do, this. y'all do this. Same thing when y'all got Hedo Turkaloo. Y'all thought, you know, bruh, come on now. Let me not do this. Let me not do this, yo. Y'all do, y'all overboost, and you don't, y'all, same thing with Kyle Lowry. Yes. He's a great he's a he's a great team player. He's a solid player. All the intangible, all like you want him on your team, but are we going to act like he's a Chris Paul fan? That's what we doing. We going to act like he's a trade and we going to act like he's one of them? No. Don't do that. Like this is what Raptors fans do. Y'all overboost. And that's the difference. Y'all did the same thing with DeRozan. And was mad about the Kawhi trade. Now understand that there's levels. And then when Kawhi was coming and you saw, oh yeah, there's a difference. Y'all jumped on the wagon. So don't do that. Don't do that. Please, stop putting Pascal in these conversations, y'all. Stop. Enough is enough. Thank you. I had to get that out the way, yo. Like, bro. And I know people, oh, he's a Pascal. You know, I'm not. I'm just, oh, I'm a real, I'm a fake hater. That's what I am. I hate fakeness. I hate lies. I'm just authentic. Speak the truth, yo. Because when you make Pascal put on this level, you're actually disrespecting the KDs and all these other guys by saying that man is on that same level because he got an All-NBA. Don't do that. Stuff is situational. Understand that. He's solid. He's good. But there's a difference in between great, superstardom, 
Like, there's levels to this. Anyways, what I would do, if I'm Masai, I could understand Masai's perspective because the Nets are asking for more, and that's probably why the trade won't happen because I know the Nets, when you have a talent, when you're like, most times, this is what happens. Most times when you have talent that you think is hella supreme and what happens, like I'm saying the same thing like Pascal, right? Let's put Pascal in this for an example. Let's say Pascal requested a trade. Most times, same thing like let's say Donovan Mitchell requested a trade or anybody. I, 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 Pascal and Donovan Mitchell aren't even on the same level. But, like, it's just the player. A player you have on your team that's the best on your team and, like, he's getting all-star berths or whatever. Even, let's say, Randall for the Knicks, whoever. It's not comparing them individually. That's not what I'm not doing. I'm not doing. I'm just imagine I'm comparing the situation. You have your best player on your team and you're like, you think he's so nice, way nicer than the rest of the field actually views that player. So you're going to ask for so much. Right. You're going to ask for so much. And that's what happens when you're going to ask for so much. The chances of that trade actually happening. The chances of that trade actually happening is it's going to drastic. It's going to drop. As time passes, because you're going to realize, okay, his value isn't like that. It's the same thing like you see the Lakers or Russell Westbrook. You think that because the money or whatever that the person is getting or the stature that they had in the past or whatever it is, you think that this is what I deserve. This is what I deserve for this, having this player. And when people are like, are you dumb? Hell no. Are you dumb? Hell no. And everyone's doing that. And then they talk, obviously. What did he ask you? Yes. No, no, no. We're not doing No. Hell no. So now the other team knows once one, once it take all it takes is one team. Once one team goes, hell no. And then that spreads around. Now, every other person that was interested goes, I'm definitely not giving that up. I thought I was maybe might have to give this guy up. And they said, hell no to that. No, 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 no. I have more than that. Hell no. And then that's what happens. Now everybody's hell no, hell no, hell no. And then what happens? Now someone goes, now they have to be like, okay. Someone else has to throw. Okay, we'll give you this though. And when they go, okay, let's consider. And then that goes around. Now everyone drops their value, their package. Like, is that's what happens. It's just a market. You know what I'm saying? If man's know that, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing. If, if when, when the PS5s were sold out or the Xboxes were sold out, if one man sells that all way overpriced and it actually sells, then other man's know, yo, don't do this. You better buy it for this price. And then it just keeps rising. because. Everywhere else you go look, it's at this price. So I could sell it for that price and man's get away with it. So that's what happens. The market, that's when the market dictates what is being sold or the price that's being sold. That's, how, that's just regular business, you know, IQ. It's just regular. Every day in the world you see this. So it's the gas prices. You see this with everything. So when you look at it from that perspective, when you have a guy that's already not as elite in terms of what everybody else, how they view them, but you view him as elite, you're automatically going to get less of a trade. We saw that with the Kyle Lowry where they thought they can get X, Y, and Z, the Raptors. And then, you know, they ended up trading him for not as much as they thought from before. That's why they held him on the team when they could have traded him for more. But they thought he was worth more. And then what happens? They trade him for pinch, Jagic, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. But you denied the, the THT one or you denied the, 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 was it Hero? Whoever it was. I forgot what it was. But you had more. Even Philly with Matisse and whatever. You had more. And you said no. And you traded him for way less. That's what I'm talking about. You deny something that's good because you think he's worth more. And then what happens? You get way less and way less and way less. So as you look at it from that perspective, man, it's just that's the situation that 
the Nets aren't in. The Nets actually have a him player, a him player. So you're not even gonna you're not even gonna budge on what you're asking for because you know he's a him player. You know the whole league, everybody knows the way everyone's interested. Like everybody knows, so like you could be stubborn in what you want, and you won't have to adjust it to get the deal done. You're like you guys will eventually come around and adjust it if you really want the him player. And that's what happens is that you rarely see this type of case because most of the times the him player who he is right now when he's asking for a trade, he's not as him as he used to be. So you could get away with giving less than and I'm giving like nine players or whatever. Like what Katie's being, what they're asking for for Katie right now is reckless. Man said Towns, Edwards, this pick, that pick, like come on now. That's the t- dynamic duo. That's who you're asking for? You're asking for two, like, and rightfully so. Are they wrong for asking for that? Really? When the him player is still the him player. He's not, there's no decline in sight. Don't let that, that Boston series fool you. There's no decline in sight, even with no Achilles, because he's the him player. And the skill set, you don't even need a layup to shoot 50-40-90. He don't even need a layup. You know what I'm saying? So under, we know this. We know this. The team knows this. And that's why you have to understand who is who. If it's LeBron right now, because even though he's a him player, you could be like, okay, I, uh, is the one year how many? Because he has to run into the pain. This is a my drop. Do we really mortgage the whole for this him player? LeBron is not going to. They're going to say hell no right away. But the KDs, the, you know what I mean? Even maybe a Giannis. Those him players. Who what the other teams see them as a him player? They're like that team. That team is gonna be stubborn and ask for the world, and they're not gonna budge. So that's why I'm saying it's most likely going to be a stalemate. And I could understand why when they're asking for a Scotty from the Raptors' end, it's kind of like, God damn, yo, do I really do that? I understand that, but if I'm in Masai's shoes, I pull the damn trigger, fam. If I could three peat, it don't matter what my team might have been eight years down the line. I've done something that. Like, this is how I look at it. If I have KD, Kyrie, unless I'm able to keep OG, and I still have Van Fleet, you know what I mean? Or I still have, you know, and now I can, now you're going to, other crucial players are going to want to sign with Toronto. And let's not, we're not going to bring up the vaccine thing. Obviously, they'll, they'll remove that shit. They'll put an exemption right now if Kyrie comes. <laughs> They're not Brooklyn. They're not like that. They're not like that. Canada, they'll do that too fast. Too fast. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we're not, just, we're not going to go there. But if you have KD, Kyra on the team, you still have OG. You have this new center, Coloco. You have some, you still have the crucial pieces. Maybe you throw up, maybe, maybe Pascal, go, or maybe Pascal goes, maybe Scotty goes, and some picks. Right? And maybe a one, two, whatever the case is. But you still have the core. You still have Van Vliet, OG, Trent. Right? You still have them ones. With a Katie, with a Kyrie. Now we're going to add, and you know how Masai can find a way to get, you know, the length back and he can get, you know him, you know him. He could flip on one, two pieces or not even that. Just having Katie Kyrie on the team in this new place and like, you're going to get more guys who are going to want to join. We've seen that last year with Brooklyn. Now Aldridge wants to come. Now Blake wants to come. Now this man wants to come. Now this, you're going to get those. You're going to get those. There's a couple crucial like players that haven't signed yet that, you know, maybe you get a mellow. Maybe, you, you know what I mean? We out here. 
So when you now get a team like that, all of a sudden, like that's why I say in this whole, oh, you went to a worse team, and now if you go to go win, don't join a number one seed. Doesn't matter where you go with this type of stature. Once you go with bare elite players and the elite follow or the crucial follow, that whole team doesn't matter if that team was had zero wins, was zero and eighty two last season. That does not matter what they are now. Once once we entered here, they're now elite without even a game being played. What last year has to do with this year is irrelevant. Only who minds in the trained eye can think like that. It's only fan bases who are biased that kind of do this kind of narrative game. But it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. Anyways, but that when you look at it from that perspective, a lot of times people always, this is what my problem was with GM sometimes when they're not actually hoopers. And they don't, it's like when you have a chance to be elite, you rock with it. You rock with it. because. Your perception of, oh, we can maybe have that chance, but we could be mediocre for a long period of time. That is not maybe money-wise that's real for you because, again, that's where the business comes in. But on the court-wise, in terms of putting your name and stamping history and changing the the trajectory of your tenure while you're there. Because if you were able to get three rings while you're there in your tenure, that changes the, the, the that changes the standpoint of the franchise. That changes you yourself individually. Like, yes, you might have now for the next seven years, like the Spurs, whatever. You might lose money because you know you don't have you don't have this, that main guy left and whatever. And now you're uh, you're below mediocre. But when you were elite, you were this elite. It doesn't like this. Look at the Lakers. All these elite organizations, they capitalize on their elite moments. And it don't matter if they're bad for four five, six years. That don't matter because at the end of the day, you, you've been elite so many times. You replicate, you get opportunities to be elite and you, you don't budge. You crack at it. Throw that trade. Oh, we have a chance to get Shaq. Throw whoever we throw. We have a chance to get this player. Throw whoever we throw. We have a chance to get the chamber. Throw who, like Kareem. Throw. Y'all just keep, they just keep doing it. Same thing with Boston. You just keep doing it. And that's the difference. That's the difference. So you don't focus. If I'm Masai, I don't focus on what I could be for the next 10 years. Whatever you could be for the next 10 years with Scotty, you're never going to be what you could be or what you will be with Katie, Kyrie, and the rest. You could actually three-peat if you want to, if you really want to. Imagine you do that and like you, you come on now. It's a no brainer to me, to a hooper, to me, you pull the trigger, you pull the trigger, send Scotty shipping, <laughs> send him shipping. What are we talking about here? It was nice knowing you. Sorry. I wish you could be here, but this opportunity came. That's the same thing they did with the Kawhi situation. Why not do it again? Especially when you know, Katie has four years left on his contract fan. Like this is not, this is a no brainer to me, to me, to me. But again, I can understand the other perspective and all that type of stuff. But to me, it's a no-brainer. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see how it transpires. We'll see how it goes. But just please, don't bring Pascal's name in this conversation. So just stop, y'all. Stop. Stop. If you're a Raptors fan, send this to whoever you know and let them know enough is enough with this Pascal conversation. Keep him in a different conversation. It does not mean he's not good. does not mean he's not solid. does not mean he's not you know, elite in his own right or in his own role or whatever the case is, whatever term you want to use. But he's not them ones. Please stop that conversation, fam. Like, just send that to whoever. Like, so they can, like, 
perspective, please, yo. Just enough is enough. I'm tired of it, yo. My brain hurts from that shit, yo. Stop. Stop. Be real. Open your eyes. Smell the coffee. Why isn't Pascal enough to do this trade for KD with the OGs and whoever? Why do they want Scotty? They don't care about Pascal when Scotty's a damn rookie, yo. That should tell you everything. That should tell you everything. You feel me? You feel me? I wish they would say, oh, we rather Michael Bridges. We don't care about Booker. What? You think the Nets, you think the Suns would be like, no. They would have shipped Michael too fast. Because basically you're going to have the same core and just KD instead of Michael. That's what you're going to be doing. We'll ship Cam. We'll ship Michael. Are you stupid? Even Aiton will ship. What are we talking about? But the D book is a no. That's why he extended. But you have your D book on your team, Pascal, the best player on your team. And man's don't want, they don't care if he's in the package. They don't care. They don't care. They care if Scotty. We won't do this deal unless Scotty. They didn't even say if the deal is nice, even though Scotty's not in it, because Pascal's like him, he's him, we'll do it. They said we don't care if you put 10 players in the deal. If there's no Scotty, don't call my phone. Like, please, stop mentioning Pat. Like, please, enough is enough. Anyways, it's True Talks, because True Talks, share, like, and subscribe. We out here. There's no doubt here. There's no drought here. You feel me? I appreciate y'all. You already know. Enough is enough, yo. Understand that. Understand that, yo. Please, just stop, yo. Rate everything accordingly. Please. Just do that. That's what I'm here to do. Put perspective out. Be authentic. Rate everything accordingly. Y'all going to say I hate Pascal? No, I don't. I'm just a realist. Real lies. Real lies. Real lies. You feel me? Let's go. And I'm out, man.